Law Focus Podcast. Law Focus, handing you your rights. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Law Focus. My name is Millicent Ndiweni and I am not alone. I am with attorney Mr. Tapu Mohapi. And together we will be your voice of law for the evening right here on 5M 88.1. Now Tapu, there's quite a huge rise of something that is called mob justice. We are obviously going to explain it further as we go along with the rest of the show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But what happens in South Africa is that the latest stats show that Two people a day die as a result of mob justice. I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago, in one of our legal hotspots, we spoke of a case in Midrand, Ivory Park, yes, to be in yes. particular. Relating to a rape, eh? Relating to a rape of two teenagers. And there were about three guys also involved to manage to escape. Yeah. One Allegedly involved. Yeah. Allegedly involved. He's <laughs> Allegedly a lawyer. Involved, he yeah. has to. And the one was castrated by the community who came to the rescue of the young ladies when they heard their screams. Yes, yes. And this is essentially what mob justice is. It's about mm. coming together as a group and attacking a person or people whom you believe um, have committed a crime, a crime yeah. and deserve to basically be punished, be punished because you don't trust the police service, etc. I mean, that's yeah, another it's something that's on the rise, I suppose, in many communities. Um, as our crime doesn't seem to really be subsiding in any great numbers, more and more people want to take the law into their own hands and to get control, you know, have a sense of control over the situation and control over their lives and control over the crime that's going on in their communities. And have you witnessed any mob justice? I was very young when I witnessed uh, mob justice. Fortunately, I haven't really lived in very crime-ridden areas. Um, and it, it was seemed like a, a, it wasn't quite serious. It was a bit of slapping around so i haven't witnessed any serious mob justice but i have a little and yourself the closest that i had to witnessing mob justice when uh, i lived in a particular community and right in front of my house i mean my neighbors were attacked a lot by criminals uh there was all these robberies next door and the one time just in front of our house there were gunshots and the community was sick and tired and they came out and I think one or two of them died and the other ones ran away. I was young, fortunately I didn't see. So um, I didn't have to deal with the trauma that I unfortunately a lot of other minors deal with every single day because they see this all the time. And that is why it's so important for us to talk about this issue and understand it further. Not just about the people who commit I'm not just about the people who are killed or are the ones who suffer at the hands of the community, but also for the community to understand what exactly it is that they are doing yeah. when they decide to participate. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one because you have to try and balance, you know, the frustrations and needs of the community and the rule of law. And the rule of law, and that yeah. is so important. Now, this wouldn't be a conversation without you. And, you know, your voice uh, adds to the the conversation. Uh, now, we'd like you to join us and take part in the conversation by tweeting us on AdVowFM using the hashtag uh, LawFocus. Uh, remember, this is also your LawFocus show, and it's on your favorite youth station, ZVIFM 88.1. Now, stay tuned for upcoming and fascinating uh, thought-provoking conversation about mob justice happening within our communities. But before we go there, uh, let's take a look at the legal hotspots of the week. Rounding up all, all the top all stories, the of, the stories of the week is Legal Hotspots. And it's the economic freedom fighters. Yet again, they have lost two bids this time. It was last week. Uh, EFF leader Julius Malema's application to declare the Riotous Assemblies Act unconstitutional has been dismissed by the High Court in Pretoria. Uh, ju- uh, the Deputy President of uh, that division, Justice Ledwaba, dismissed the argument that the act was unconstitutional and overboard, saying it was uh, limiting people who are inciting others to commit a criminal act. Now, essentially what that means is that the act can be used to uh, try to limit people who are making, inc- in, you know, inciting others to commit crimes. And so it's not unconstitutional. And then Malema also, uh, by the same court, suffered a further blow where the full bench of judges, also led by Lidwaba, dismissed his application to set aside criminal charges which had been laid against him. Uh, 
Um, the case was brought by the cases were brought by lobby group Afri Forum, and the charges were relating to two separate incidents, 2014 and 2016, where Malema allegedly incited members of the public to invade unoccupied land. He had challenged the act on the basis that it was an apartheid era legislation and it is in terms of that act which he was now being also prosecuted and the reason why malema would challenge the act has been an apartheid legislation would be because the writers act as i understand is that we are meeting together as a group not for any peaceful reason but because we actually want to cause havoc yeah i mean potentially yes because there's nothing there's no law against uh, 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 coming assembling. together assembling as such uh, but if it's for the purposes of committing some sort of violent act or some sort of protest or criminality it can uh, uh, it, it can lead to, to charges. Now due to the judgment the National Prosecuting Authority can go ahead and set a trial date for Malema's criminal charges if he doesn't appeal this judgment. Now it, it, it makes us think what do we think about this judgment and was he actually inciting violence when he made those utterances? Mm. And in our second story we have a case of Grahamstown being changed by name to Makanda and this took place last year. Yes, as, as did many, many name changes across the country, eh? Yes, so true. Um, of course, not everyone is happy with the fact that the name has changed. Some lobby groups are saying that they want the name to actually be reverted back to Grahamstown. Surprise, surprise. Somebody <laughs> does not want the name to change. But okay, let's hear what the reasons are. There are two issues to this matter. The first is more of a technical uh, issue relating to what uh, lobby groups have felt due process, legal process, was not followed in the first place. So on a technical basis, uh, Makanda should not be Makanda. The second point, however, is then that there are actually misunderstandings about the historical reasons behind why Grahamstown uh, is actually Grahamstown mm. um, and that has to do with the uh, army member of the 1800s uh, British uh, Colonel Graham and uh, there's a group by the name of Kip Grahamstown Grahamstown KGG and they are fighting in a bit together with a lawyer Skidlo Dumo to, to say that we uh, want the high courts to rule in our favor and change Makanda back to Grahamstown because there is actually nothing wrong with the name Grahamstown whereas with many other uh, names of course we have attributed them to apartheid personalities etc. Yeah some of the names are very 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 loaded. I mean so we'll see what happens. That matter is going to court very soon. I wonder how much it actually costs to change a name I'm just saying. I suppose it's difficult to determine All right, and a little bit closer and more um, in tune with our topic of the day Two teens were arrested for a brutal mob justice attack that resulted in the deaths of two women in Limpopo. South African police services in Limpopo arrested two teenagers that were linked to the killing of two women during a mob justice attack in Khamashau. Now, the investigation revealed that it was a series of events that began on Friday last week after the discovery of uh, the body of a 12-year-old in a nearby river. Uh, the deceased, whose name was Abelo Muila, uh, was reported missing on the 10th of June, and his body was discovered on Friday. The community then met to try and discuss what to do about it. From that meeting, it will appear that uh, uh, members of the community then decided to go and attack the homes of two of these women, and the women were burnt to death. Um, They also attacked the home, um, a 97-year-old man's home, Sorry, a 79-year-old man's home. And they burned three of his homes. Fortunately, that man escaped without injuries. Um, uh, The two arrests were made on Saturday afternoon. And the two suspects are astonishingly aged 16 and and 17. It still baffles my mind. I don't know how that came about. Further arrests are made. Well, you know, this is one of those things. 16 and 17-year-olds being arrested for murder of two elderly women. Mm. It's very worrying. 
uh, we're going to have to see what happens with that matter. But more arrests are expected in that Definitely. matter. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, today's conversation, we are obviously going to be joined on the line by a high court legal practitioner from Legal Aid. Um, his name is Innocent Mtembu, and he's going to give us insights into what the Constitution and the law says about mob justice. We also have in studio uh, a journalist from Alex F. Uh, Alex FM, he works extensively uh, covering uh, mob justice issues and we are going to have a beautiful conversation with him about his experiences and further analyses and his name is Nduduzo Mumalo. So yeah. do stay tuned, don't go anywhere right here on 5M88.1. Rounding up all, all the top all stories, the of, the stories of the week, it's Legal Hotspots. No focus, point, point of information. Hello. Hello. Yeah, hello. Hi, this is Tabo speaking. Yes, yeah, uh, great, great to have you on the show. What we want to discuss today is, you know, mob justice and vigilantism in our communities, which seems to be a growing uh, problem in our community. If you would just describe to us what what makes something, you know, we have different forms of justice, mob justice, I mean, restorative justice, etc. What makes mob justice? What is mob justice? What is vigilantism? First of, first of all, when you talk of uh, the vigilantes, vigilantes are the civilians or the people, basically, ordinary people who come together most of the time in trying to correct the wrong. And by, by the way, they are trying to, to, to enforce law when in fact they are not authorized to do so. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Now, so, yes? Uh, on a certain point, the law uh, em- empowers a civilian to arrest or to effect an arrest. Yes. Well, what they but call a civilian now, arrest, eh? But now punishing the wrongdoer, the alleged wrongdoer, and then this is how then comes to be a vigilant whereby one takes the law into his own hands. Mm. And then when we talk of the mob justice, it's one of the same thing because vigilantes or vigilant mob or vigilant justice, it's basically most of the time it becomes a community of a group of group of people. Mm. Mm. And most of the time, they will have a leader, one or two leaders, who are the leaders of these people. Right, I see. So, so it's so it's important then to know the distinction between making an arrest, which is lawful for anybody to do, and then meeting out punishment, which is not lawful for people to do. Is that what you say? That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. And then when 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 we then meet or we arrest and effect basically the the punishment. Hmm. Onto the person that we have arrested, without the person having been tried whatsoever, that is wrong. Right. So, let's say um, um, people. One of the, the most common narratives that you'll find with uh, mob justice, vigilantism, is that but we can't trust the police. We don't know when they're going to arrive. We don't know if they're going to make an arrest. We don't know if the person's going to go to to. Um, to, to court, even if they are arrested by the police, and we hand them over. So, isn't that one of the drivers? It varies from, from places to places. Hmm. It varies from... I, 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 I'm coming from KZN, and I've been to Eastern Cape. Hmm. And now I'm in Johannesburg. When you go to the Eastern Cape, somehow, somehow, the assistants start of being an organized, well-orchestrated thing, organized in the locality, whereby there is a donor or headman involved. And then when that headman fails to control the mob, and then it goes out of fight. And then when you come here in Zobe, in Johannesburg, at the same time with them, it's a group of people. Either they are fed up with the crime rate in the area, or, or else they are just fed up seeing one person 
who is, who is being accused now and again, and the person either is arrested or comes out, or does not get arrested. Mm. Or if ever this is not the scenario, it's a scenario whereby the community is just shocked by the happening. Maybe right. it's a, a killing or else a rape, gang rape. Oh yes. But the community is just overwhelmed and 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 and, and get basically carried away about what has happened. Mm. And then seeing that either the police or the law takes too long, they basically start to go and look for search for the person who is who is suspected to have committed an an, an alleged act. And the latest stats that... And then, um, this is where then, once the person is, is arrested or is caught, and then gets out of hand. Right, I see. Now, w- w- so, yes, the, the, that sort of frustration does come into it. Mm. The latest stats that actually uh, come up about... Um, the amount of uh, police um, getting statistics of mob justice is quite appalling. How exactly is this issue of, of mob justice currently uh, being dealt with? And I don't know if people know the legal consequences that could actually arise from mob justice. Can you briefly take us through that? Firstly, is the distance between the police station and where, uh, and where the events occurred. And the, and the time that is, that, is, that, is, that is taken by the police to arrive at the scene, all those things do contribute, basically, in, 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 in having these people that are so closely uh, in, are around in one area that they get together and, 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 and take the law into their own hands. But coming to your, to your question, the consequences are the same. If the right. consequences are the same, then... Um... What I'm saying is uh, the consequences are the same. Uh, I think you want me to respond as to whether those people, people will be arrested or what? Yes. Yes. What are the consequences of engaging in mob justice? The consequences are the same and are they are the same as the main perpetrator or the one the person that basically they are they are accusing to have committed an offense. Okay. Okay, I guess um, to take it a little bit further then so that we can like hone in on the issue of who gets arrested. We might have ringleaders, um, community leaders who were, you know, in the forefront of advocating for a particular mob justice matter. Um, there are observers who take part perhaps also. Those people who might slap or just kick or punch a bit who of these people would get arrested? Is it everyone who is involved, no matter uh, the extent of your involvement? Uh, everyone who participated in the assault or, or bringing about of such an eventuality, which is death, maybe. Mm. Everyone who participated, there is a, 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 a common term a legal term called common people. When a group of people coming together and then basically they perform an act, which is an unlawful act. In this instance, most of the time you, you, you find that they, they are leaders and elderly people who are involved who take a back seat. And most of the times they, they don't get arrested. And you, you get the, the youthful uh, people who get excited when the, when, 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 when the person is assaulted, when this is happening. And they are the ones basically who get affected and who get arrested in this, in, in, in this kind of, of, of action. Right. Now in- and, and, and the leaders will always take, the, take a back seat and you will never find them yes. arrested as the, as the people who, who basically uh, instigated this. Mm. So now, following on from that question, in your in your experience, is it uh, do the SAPs and the courts do they are they are they easily or do they have trouble? Let me say, finding all of the perpetrators in these instances or um, normally as you say a lot of the people who are ringleaders will be behind sort of you know in the background 
are there instances where those sort of background players are actually brought to justice or is that difficult is it too difficult to do at the moment the way our law is there will always be difficult hmm. because bearing in mind that whichever they are leaders there will be those people in the era who are feared right. and, and 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 maybe there will be the bystanders who will see or able to see notice who the this one and this one were involved, and when they come out and and, and point those people, I mm. to find that the, the the real people who are behind this basically were not in the front when the person was being assaulted. Right. Okay. Either that, or else they are not basically reported to the police because of okay. of fear. Yes, so, of uh, of retaliation and so on. That's correct. Okay. So mind you, this at times is an organized thing. Right. In the particular, a particular area or locality, adopt a particular stand. Right. To say we want to root out criminality in our area. Okay. We are going to look for the perpetrators of the certain action, or else we are going. We know so and so and so and so are involved in 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 in. in in housebreaking, robberies, and rapes. Right. So it is a well-organized thing. Okay. So in a well-organized thing, most of the time, the, the, the real uh, people behind it, it will be very difficult, difficult to, yeah. to support them and get them. All right. Well, I'm sorry to cut you. In the interest of time, and I think this is... I've got one more question for you. Um... It's just that I'm running a little bit at a time, but I think it's a very important question. When members of the public do catch criminals red-handed, um, just tell us, you know, what steps they should take. What are their options? And what would keep them on the safe side of the law in terms of, you know, trying to deal with the criminal? Firstly, criminals are dangerous. Or people who are alleged to be criminals hmm. are dangerous. If you find yourself to be in the position of knowing that, or have you ever seen that person that uh, who, has, who, who has committed an act or else who is committing an offense at that time, yeah. I should think the first step is to alert the police. Right. Thank you. To alert the police. And, and let the law take its course. Right. Okay. And mind you, that uh, a person is uh, is presumed innocent until found guilty by the court, and it is the court that has the last pronouncement on the person. All right. Well, Mr. Mtembu, thank you, thank you very much for your insights and for your advice. We appreciate it very much. It's interesting um, how Mr. Mtembu said that we should always alert the police first. And the, the reason I say it's interesting is because the contradiction there is that the reason people take the law into their own hands is because they actually feel that they don't have any faith in the police in the yeah. first place. He even mentioned that yeah. they sometimes take long to yeah. pitch. Yeah. They themselves might be scared of the criminals whom the p- people are supposed to be scared of. Yeah. It's yeah, and I hear you, but but he did give some very good advice, and he made a very important distinction very early on in our discussion, and that is, there's really nothing wrong, nothing preventing a member of the of the public from effecting an arrest. So if you do see someone committing an, a crime, and you are able to safely arrest that person, you may do so. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem will come in if you then try to mete out justice, having arrested the person. Um, so I think people should know the distinction between the two. When you see someone and committing crime if you can safely arrest that individual do so but do not then take it further than that and try to mete out justice because it will be outside of the bounds of the law you will then find yourself being guilty of all sorts of offenses whether it's assault assault gbh attempted murder and even eventually murder definitely and mob justice is 
continuing to increase in South Africa. It's not that it's new. Uh, it's existed before. It's existed uh, under colonial times. It ex- it's existed during apartheid and it certainly still continues. during apartheid. Certainly. Certainly did. Apartheid. Because, yeah, yeah, violence was the core. Yeah. And it's still continuing, unfortunately, in our new constitutional dispensation. Yeah. And we decide... Yeah. yeah, we also need to examine perhaps some of the reasons why in the apartheid era it, it, it existed uh, predominantly tried to root out traitors and, and Ascaris and, and, and Bimpies and whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And nowadays there's a real frustration, I think, with law enforcement. Yeah. Uh, so the root causes are very important as well. Which is why we have decided to ask you, the listener, for your opinion. And our question to you this evening is, are you personally for or against mob justice? And tell us why. This is what you said. I honestly do not believe in mob justice. I feel like we shouldn't take... Uh, the justice onto our own hands. I think that's why there are jails, you know, so that let's let the police do their job. How I feel about mob justice is it's both sided because when you go in Makassia, but police, they're not doing anything. Gunabantu are innocent. And then Nabo, but reporter is like, mob justice, you are shy, you are innocent. So, it can only happen if maybe it's not approved because we do need the community like to come together and fight a crime. But it has to happen in a way which just because of one person suspect, being suspected by one person. Um, what I think about mob justice, okay, there's a lot of things which get into it because there's a, there are good things and bad things that goes into everything, of course, in the real world. But... Basically, things which are done collectively, it shows the real voice of the people. And we all know how small corporations, even what the government is doing, is not really providing so much. So when people take matters in their own hands, in their own environment or community, it shows that they want to do things in the way they believe it's right for them. Uh, I'm personally for mob justice uh, because the South African system is not fair. So you see that people are committing many crimes and they get away with it. So somehow the people who are wrong, the victims, they are not protected by the police or the system. So somehow it's kind of, it kind of works for them to take the matters in their own hands. So I believe that it's fine. Yeah, well, it seems as though people are fairly sympathetic, a mixed bag there, but fairly sympathetic towards... Uh, mob justice. Um, one voxy that sort of stood out for me, uh, it appears, you know, something of a lack of understanding of due process when we speak about the law. Mm-hmm. The mere fact that someone is arrested for a crime doesn't mean they're going to be held in custody for a long time. It doesn't mean that they're eventually going to be convicted of that crime for a long, for, for any length of time. And even if they are convicted, doesn't mean that they're actually going to be sentenced to a term of imprisonment. And sometimes I think there's a, a slight disconnect there. The mere fact that somebody has committed a crime doesn't mean they're eventually going to go to jail. And, then, and I guess that's what's precisely very frustrating for a person who doesn't have a law background and mm. lives in a community and you know that this person is always involved in criminal activities yeah, and yeah. they're causing chaos and you don't know what to do about it because the police seem to not be doing anything yeah. about it at all. Or even if he does go to, to court, he's in granted bail. And he and, comes, and, and out. comes out. And then there's more. It's almost like, like the dead sentence penalty kind yeah, of thing where people is. feel if you put this then will be sorted, crime will go down. I think mob yeah. justice people kind of also have that take that if we do it ourselves, then... We'll make sure that it's done. We'll and make it's sure done that right. it's done. Teach them a lesson they'll never forget. Yeah, but I mean, one thing perhaps we should also mention is, um, is it proportionate? If somebody steals, I don't know, they steal bread or, uh, I don't know, rims, say, from, from a car, um, you know... Is, is the punishment meted out by mob justice proportionate to the to the offence ever? And we have to question that because it can result in a in a truly savage beating. Uh, sometimes it can result in somebody's demise. Um, which is that really justice? That uh, you might steal something quite small, and they might catch you, and you could even say, "Yes, I stole it." Whatever. I'm a drug addict. I'm greedy, or I just wanted to go and drink. Whatever your reasons for stealing, does it should it result in your seriously being injured or even being killed as a consequence of stealing a 200 rand item. 
Yeah, you know, it's 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 a difficult one. Let's take a break now and uh, move over to uh, the shops. Bringing you the facts, handing you your rights. This is Law Focus. With us now in studio is Ndutuso Malo. He is a journalist from Alex News. He has covered mob justice at various points in his career. We're going to talk about his experiences as well as his analysis. Thank you so much for joining us on Law Focus, Mr. Malo. Welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, you heard what um, some of our young people, they think about mob justice generally. Um, in your experience, having worked so much uh, with this issue, how do communities actually understand mob justice? Um, with the several stories that I've done regarding mob justice cases, uh, what I've picked up and what I've noticed that communities take mob justice as justice in action. That's what they call it. That's what they believe. And every time someone is being beaten up or killed or tossed or they regard it as as justice in action that's how the the community are what i've observed the community doing mm. in, in the past in yeah. the past few stories that i've done and is there a difference between mob justice and another word that i think we used earlier vigilantism what are the differences between those two at all Mm, though I cannot give you a, a clear a, 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 a distinction between the two, okay. but what I understand with mob justice is that in most cases, people f- share same sentiments when 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 an in- this incident happens. For example, the one that uh, the first uh, I did last year was when someone was he was stoned and tossed. And he was shot. All this. And then, what was his? And what, what? What was the reason? It was alleged that he he was found in possession of a stolen goods uh, from someone. He tried to sell it to someone who happened to knew to know that these things have uh, been sure. stolen from someone. So possession he, of stolen property. And then they they called the 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 the, the owner of the 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 belong the the valuables and. Also, find that this was his. Mm. And what was the end result? Uh, he was stoned and tossed to death. Oh, oh. my goodness! Is wow. it ever, ever, even if a person does not die, justifiable mob justice ever? Do you think sometimes communities have a point? I don't think so. I really mm. don't think so. But for the incident that I've, I've witnessed, I think there are four or five of them in in just a, a, a year, and for community members for people living in those areas they they regard the those uh, mob justice as something that is right for them to do mm-hmm. because in most cases they will tell you this we've been these pe- people have been terrorizing us they've mm. been uh, i will talk about the recent one that happened a few weeks ago it was on tuesday though i, I can't remember exactly the date it they told me on saturday that there is a person who is terrorizing the communities going into people, broke into people's house at night, mm-hmm. point them with the guns, rape them, stole their properties, take their TVs. And they said, we want to get it because he raped, uh, I think it's a 18-year-old, 19-year-old girl at night. And then they said, they want these people and they will get these people. They were like, they were hunting this person. Mm. And they said, we will find this person. All to find that uh, on, 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 I had this on, um, on a Saturday, on, on Tuesday. I received a call that the guy has been caught and they the dealt mo- with him. They, they are dealing with him. They're still dealing with when him. When I got there, he was buried. dead. Oh, he was already deceased. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, uh, you know, Alex is often in the news for some of the more tragic reasons. You know, it's, it's a place with a great deal of social and economic um, challenges. Now, do people, in your experience, when mob justice happens, is it, you know, if somebody does something for the first or second time, does that result in mob justice? Or is it normally after some time they say, no, but hey, Tsepo, he's known, hey, Marek, hey, we're tired of Tsepo. Tsepo's been terrorizing us for a long time. I, let's sort, sort this. Or does it happen one time? Normally, how does it happen? Normally, they, it, it, this incident, they accumulate. Mm. They, you will hear a story that someone, something happened to the neighbor. 
after a few days you'll hear that it happened at that avenue it happened mm. in fourth avenue mm. when they when you look at these issues they they are linked they, mm. they, they are similarities between the incident mm. and community always say this and because I, I i live with, with that community i spend most of my time with the community they will tell you that there is something like this that is happening in the community sometimes we don't know it maybe that person will be doing it for the first time oh. or to find that you will fall to the trap and you will pay de- for for the debts of others who've been doing it they don't ask questions if you've been doing it or what uh, uh, the only one that um i had him they asked the question the recent one two weeks ago three or two weeks ago was that uh because they were interviewing this one when they they were uh, in the process of, of 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 mob justice saying whom are you working with uh, what is happening why do you do this and he's the, the guy he said we know you are a group of people and we are doing this and they are even if you kill me now there are three that are remaining it's going to continue and it seems to be true what he said because this thing uh, i've been writing stories i think i wrote three now after three weeks it had a similar uh, trend continues mm. even mm. now so you see that it might be a, it's a syndicate of of some sort yeah mm. what has been your most harrowing experience uh working with mob justice issues that you have seen that you have heard that you've experienced um at first i, I must say it was it was horrifying because you, you remember even as a journalist you are not safe you can't take pictures because people they know you that you're a journalist others they can the only thing that uh I, I don't know what I call it fortunate because I know the um, I know most of the people in Alexandra, so I will use other people to take pictures and stuff for me because I can't do it myself. Because if they see me doing that, they know yeah. that okay, this person is a journalist. He, we might ca- we might be caught in action doing this, and police mm. will be will be on us. So, so well, the people yeah, know so that what they're doing is wrong. They do. They know the consequences of their actions, which is why they wouldn't want it to be reported on and evidence of their faces to even be seen. Mm. Yes. So mm. because as a journalist, you must be always you, you must be vigilant when you are approach things like this. You must you uh, in most cases I will even leave my car away from the, the the scene i will leave my camera everything i will go with only a phone and i will try to get someone that i know and say please get me this and this because okay. with with the, with the community members they don't care but with you as a journalist they know that mm, oh that yes, might yes. Be, that might yeah. cause a problem and, for and them. you might be able to to, to publish uh, what you saw so, so uh, tell me, you say all right in the, in the example that you gave earlier f- for instance they say we're going to find so and so we know that it's this person who's been terrorizing us. Now they find the person. Why don't they take him to the police station? When they find why why not? In most in all the incidents that I've covered, I've realized that community doesn't have trust to the uh, they, they don't have trust to the uh, to the police service mm. at all. Because they will even tell the police that don't come until we finish. They, they tell the police that don't the come. police are they, not welcome should, until... Because in all, in all these mob justices that I've attended, I've never seen a police. So the police until are Until someone is burned to ashes, then they will come maybe after three hours. In, in all these cases. The only case that uh, I, I, it happened because the police were there. It, it last year on 9 December when the Greenville sharks were, were burning in December last mm, year mm, on yes, London yes. Road. So the the police were there, and this guy who was alleged to have kindled the, the the fire happened to come back to check the situation, and they spotted him. And the communist member they started oh uh, following him, and they got him. And but I mean, in the, in that instance, the police were already there. They, for they were there, but they control. couldn't do anything. Oh, wow. that was the the, the police were there because we were. I was I was running with these people, chasing this person. He was trying to hide, trying to go to the police, but he, the police were outnumbered, and we can't blame them. They were. It sounds like a complete breakdown of law enforcement. If the police have no power, what's the point of us having police? I wouldn't put the blame on the police with that one. That uh, when because it was only two or three 
uh, police vehicles that were there. And people were there, there were more than 200. You remember that those people who lived in those shacks, mm. they were, while the, the fire extinguishers were trying to extinguish the fire. Oh, yes. And yes. then this person came and they say, no, this is the person who started the fire. And they started going after him and they cashed him and they started beating him. Though pillows, the police tried by all means to say, no, let's take him to the police, police station. They were walking with them. I think there were only about five police officers. So imagine the angry community, more than 200 people, they couldn't do anything. They tried, but the guy, I remember he later died in hospital oh, after wow. a, a day. I think it's going to be interesting. We're going to definitely ask you what your solutions are a bit later towards the end of um, our interview. But in your reporting, obviously, there's two sides here. On the one hand, there's the illegality of mob justice, uh, which I don't know, you're going to tell us how you actually report on, you know, the issues that you're seeing. But on the other hand, we've got this perception by the community who believe truly that what they are doing is in the interest of justice. How do you balance these uh, two rather separate factors when you report your stories? I think as a journalist, you have to stick to your guns. You have to be ethical. Tell the story as it is. What happened? When it happened and why? And and, and all that. Because if you try to... The, 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 the biggest mistake you will ever do as a journalist is to try to get other facts that, that are not in the story. And in your writing, perhaps, um, would you try and encourage um, more of the constitutional way of doing things as opposed to encouraging in a one story that, yeah, vele, vele, this person has been raping women for so long, we are sick and tired and, you know, maga jeze kind of thing. No, we can't do, we can't, we can't. We can't condemn people as a, as a as a publisher. So it's our duty as a a, a, a newspaper to to encourage a constitutionality that people should do what is right in community. And we always make sure that when we write a story, and then we'll get a comment from the police every time, so that what do they say? What do they think? What is lacking? And they will always say that the community should understand that they shouldn't take law into their yes. hands and they will always encourage people to report crime prior that people can try uh, police the police uh, can try to investigate what is happening before they take the law into their hands mm -hmm. and that's what we always encourage communities to do because even uh, we've got a policy where we work for uh, my company that we we don't publish these things. We only publish a story. We won't publish images of such mm. or videos. You won't find an, a, a video showing someone who's burning in oh, even yes. in our because we we don't encourage such okay. Uh, okay. things in our in, uh, as as a publisher. Now, well, in, in in you know you mentioned earlier that um, uh, you know one guy he was interviewed and he and he said no, but I'm working with other people. He was still killed, and. Vele, vele. Yes. It continues, right? The, the problem continues. So sometimes it's clear that mob just doesn't always eliminate the problem. It doesn't set an example for his friends because his friends continued most. Mm -hmm. And then the other uh, 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 portion of it is why, in in your experience, does mob justice, if it's not really effective, you know, because it doesn't stop the the, cr the criminals from continuing. And why does it always result, or often result, in, in death, rather than, say, a beating, um, um, so that the person can learn? Why, why, why does it go to the extent of, of killing often? I think um, communities, they have this uh, in, in their mind that they are eliminating crime once and for all. Because oh, if, but, if, if, if we, we let this person leave, they will tell you that even if the police come and arrest this person, next day he will be back in community and they will always tell you that it's unlikely that that, that particular person who's alleged of doing part, uh, committing that crime will stop in most cases they will be arrested a few days after they are back and they will continue mm -hmm. with what they've been doing so I think for them for community members who participate in these mob justices they believe that it's a, a the solution to eliminate crime in society. But what do you think is the real issue? Do you think the problem here are the criminals? Uh, do you think the problem is 
mob justice or do you think the problem is law enforcement in South Africa or perhaps uh, something else? I think it's a combination of a number of things social issues because at some point you will ask yourself you see an, just a normal guy and you will ask yourself why is he doing this some of them it could be in most cases those people who are using drugs like Nyahubas and in most cases it's in 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 in, in most of these incidents that I've covered it, it, it it's a people who have been perpetrators or people who have been alleged to have committed crime are those guys. And I can't tell you what goes to their minds, what what pushes them to get to a point of repeatedly committing these The same atrocities. Because they will see someone being killed in front of them. They will be there seeing. And then you'll be next, next week you see the same guy who was there when the guy was being Banned because most of these people that I've witnessed being uh, they were they were touched. Mm. The person was there; you saw it, and you will and be the next. Still, yeah, not a month later, you will the, the same thing. Then you you ask yourself: it's not only a criminal element, and it just is. It's this thing is is complex. It's mm. a, it, it, it's it's a lot of issues involved in this thing. It's mm. not just an issue of criminality and stuff. So now, in Alex. The, are there community policing forums that can assist with this situation? I'm now speaking specifically about it. So where I live, we've got a little neighborhood watch. We've got uh, some guys that run around and patrol. Now, members of the community, we don't pay them. They run around and patrol. What's going on in Alex? Is that not available there? I mean, mm, There are community policing forums. Yeah. I know there. I know the members. I know those people who are involved. But I've never even seen them in the when these things there oh, happen. Okay. And uh, what, what I think there are hotspots. There are hotspots where these things usually happen because every time I've, I've I've witnessed, I think about four or five. But I think three or four of them. If you are you're being caught, you are taken to a certain place that's that in London. It's always there. Is this place that is here? Mm. You will be taken there, and there they know that you will not make it. Mm. For sure, when you go to that avenue and uh, the mob take you to that avenue in London, it's it's, it's unlikely over. that you will make Come it back. in fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes is too much. It's a lot. Wow. Really? I mean, it seems almost obvious that the police are scared, and the community is also, on the one hand, being terrorized. Um, there are children who see all these things suffering trauma I don't even think any counseling is ever offered after an event like this has been witnessed what do you suggest would be the alternative to mob justice I think that lies with the National Department of Police to come up with a mechanism on dealing with these issues I don't think the police that they are adequately equipped for such incident because at, other, at the other hand you can blame the police but when you look at the the time this thing happens even if the police were were to be called when they come to the scene the damage already has has been happened and you you raised an important point about counseling and children that's one thing that I always ask these people but why are you doing this thing in front of... Because they do it on the street, on the daylight, in front of children. They will see someone burning live, crying until he dies. And I will ask these people, why are they doing these people in front of people? Why they can maybe get an alternative place, maybe far away from people where... Because mm. it, obviously it happens. Where people would not see this. And it's one of the horrifying things that... Even myself, when I first... Uh, witnessed this uh, for the whole week I couldn't cope well mm. I could me- I could smell that that smell because mm. the, the, the the smell the of a, flesh. A, the flesh mm. uh, of a human being it's not like a flesh of a chicken or you 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 it's different and you you will like you will smell it the whole week mm. when it happens it's something that is very traumatizing and horrifying so mm. that's one question I always ask myself 
what is the government doing with these people who are uh, committing these things at the end of the day mostly they are not i've never heard of people being arrested in these cases that i've been following interesting oh. interesting oh. yo that was a mind blowing conversation yeah wow okay yeah so so yeah, so vow if i'm listening if you're joining us yo i'm telling you that was Alex, uh, news journalist. His name is Ndutuzo Ngumalo. He writes pieces, including ones about mob justice, and he just uh, shared with us some of his experiences. It's really shocking. I mean, Sapo, think about it. A law-abiding criminal uh, citizen can become a criminal overnight. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, uh, he's no longer law-abiding, I suppose. Uh, um, when when he takes the law into his own hands, I mean, he can't be law-abiding then. But yeah, it's so easy. Um, uh, to become someone who is on the outer... And I wonder how many perhaps innocent people might be targeted as well. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, one thing I picked up is is that, you know, in, in Africa, we, I think we, 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 we're beginning to have a situation where, you know, you have one police station. So in my area, I live very close to Alex, actually. We and, all know uh, where that is. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, we have one police station, and it's a satellite, and it's adequate, it's fine. I mean, nothing happens there, really, there's nothing that happens. But it's not the same, and I, and I don't think there's that real realization. It's not the same if you're in a high crime area. To have it, uh, you know, the same resources, the same type of attitude as, as, in, a, as, as in a low crime area. So perhaps we have a story of inadequate policing you know in in the old days townships really didn't get a lot of law enforcement as such the, the suburbs had that and we haven't changed that you know it hasn't the, the money hasn't moved to where money towards law enforcement hasn't moved really towards where it should be going and uh, communities are getting frustrated you're living with people who are preying on you on your family and uh, hey, it can boil over and just turn into something and I think people are tired of talking. We need to actually really see action uh, taking place. We're tired of having these right. conversations about, you know. Yeah, but uh, uh, also from a point of view of the media, we have a great journalist here, Mr. Ngomalo, who can tell you real, real journalism, real stories of real people and the consequences that they live in, and yet um, we hardly ever hear about it. Why is mainstream media not discussing this? I mean, this is something that should be, in in any other country, this would be front Headline page story. news. This would, I, I mean, I don't live far from this. I've never heard of this, and I live within ten kilometers of Alex. Mm. I mean, it's amazing that mainstream media hasn't picked this up. How? Well, if there's anything for you to take, uh, I think try and do your best to alert the police and let them know when you see crimes. Don't take the law into your own mm. hand. And I think to the police our training try and come up with mechanisms that really can be used um to make sure that issues such as complex issues such as mob justice are dealt with adequately yeah final words uh, yeah now remember that if you do um come across crime and criminality that you may affect an arrest it's very important to remember that you don't have to do nothing you may affect an arrest what you may not do is take it further than affecting an arrest so when i say affecting an arrest it means either you will actually report the the incident perhaps follow the perpetrator and give information to the police as they are arriving or you can physically take control of the of the of the suspect and uh, and wait for the police to arrive if it's safe for you to do that but don't go uh, any further than that mob justice if you are a participant can make you a criminal yourself which would be in direct contrast to your aim of bringing about law and order so don't become a criminal yourself in the pursuit of justice absolutely uh you can continue the conversation with us on at vowfm using the hashtag law focus in the meantime coming up next on vowfm is the total package with Ciswe, the MC, DLXL, and Celeste King. From our producer, Michele Bango, our technical producer, Kutwano Sirami, our law focus researchers, Sisetu Zingelwa, Nalka Mamate, Khaleletz Ankhami, Sipati Makafani, Tsepo Muhapi, and myself, Millicent Ndiweni, and of course, to thank our guests, Mr. Innocent Mtembu from Legal Aid, as well as journalist Mr. Nduduzo Ngumalo from Alex News. Thank you for tuning into Law Focus tonight. Good night.
Law Focus. Point, point of information. Law Focus Podcast.